we're going to all just get our Bibles and turn to 2 Corinthians 5. Hallelujah. God bless y'all for being here tonight. Good to see you in church. And I'm praying that God will help us. This seems in some ways pretty pretty simple, but I'm, I feel like this is just where God has us. You just keep praying. God will direct and guide every service. And I feel like there's just something in here for every one of us. If we could just be honest and humble and and uh, have an ear to hear what the Spirit of God would say to us. Second Corinthians 5. We help me pray, not only pray for me that God would just anoint me to, to be sensitive to the direction of His Spirit, but that every one of us would ha- would just get what He wants us to get out of this. That's what's most important. Hallelujah, that we hear from God. Father, we love you. Thank you for your presence right now. Come on, everybody praying, everybody reaching out to God. Lord, we love you. Thank you for your presence here. Lord, I need you, God, to touch Lord, this vessel, Lord, help me, God, to stay out of your way. Help me, Lord, to just be directed by you, Lord. Lead every word. God, I pray that some word just would be fitly spoken into every heart and every life, Lord. You said the sower would go forth to sow the seed of the word. God, we're praying that every heart be good ground tonight. We're praying that in the worship and in testimonies, our hearts are ready, prepared, Lord, to receive it in good ground. Lord, help us, Lord, to just humbly, Lord, allow you to work in our lives, mold us and shape us, Lord, on the potter's wheel. God, we give you all the glory, give you all the praise, Lord, all the honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new. God bless you. You can be seated. We're going to read some more of this. I want to say before we just go any farther, thank you, everybody. Just everything you do to keep not just those that were cleaning the church tonight. God bless you. Uh, those of you that just, just all you do to be generous, to be kind, to be encouraging. God bless everything you do. Those that take care of the yard, just do a great job. God bless you for all you do. Thank you for your faithfulness. Praise God. So. Praise God. This is just a a great verse that describes the transformation that a child of God goes through. And it is a transformation. The thing that we need to recognize that a lot of modern churches have really dropped the ball. They've really gotten to a place where, well, we want to please people. We want to kind of conform church into something that is less called out and more of the world. Hey, we're in the world, but we're not of the world. The very word church means called out. Amen. We aren't who we were. The Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature or a new creation. God takes this life that has been so so lost not just kind of sorta amen not just a few things that need to worked on 
Amen. Those kind of folks never get anywhere in God because it takes somebody to say, you know what? I need a savior. I'm lost. I don't just have a few things that I need tweaked. I need a complete overhaul. I need renewed in you. Old things are passed away. That old life is behind you. That's not who you are. Amen. Old things are passed away. It, it, it doesn't say one or two things are new. Yeah, right. Amen. It doesn't say half my life is different now. All right. Amen. Old things are passed away. Behold, let's get to that before we get to this all things. Behold. Somebody say behold. behold. That means look at me now. Yeah. Take a look. Yeah. Behold, you can see the change in me. Amen. Old things are passed away. Yeah. Behold. When you look in the mirror, I'm a new creature. Amen. I'm not who I was. I'm not what I was. Oh, hallelujah. Some of you that testified tonight. Uh, uh, hallelujah. Sister Daphne, Brother Dave, we talked about it a little bit. We, uh, I was thinking about it after they got done with talking with my wife testifying and thinking about how the Lord has changed her, changed my life. Amen. God bless you all across this church. You're new. You're different. You're, that old life is dead now, buried in Christ. You rise to what? Newness of life. All things become new. It's a lie. A preacher lied to you. If you can, if he told you you can live the same way you've always lived, walk the same way, live the same way, have the same habits, have the same lifestyle. Amen. I, this might be pretty bold, and and but I worked a job for a while, and there was a man that would come around, and he talked to talk. He knew I was a preacher. I wasn't a pastor at the time, but uh, I helped out the church that I was raised in for a while, and before the Lord opened this door, and the man would come around, and uh, he would talk about his church and talk about the Lord, and and uh, well, lisp and swish his hips around while he did it, and talk, meet his boyfriend after work. And, uh, I, you know, I was kind, of course, but one day he come up to me and decided he was going to tell me, you know, the, the Lord, I'm not going to try to talk like that. <laughs> but he told me he had a word for me. So I said, I'll take that. Go ahead. Tell me. And he missed it by a mile. It wasn't God. It wasn't anything to do. I said, you've misunderstood everything that you think you're addressing. And, and I said, I think I've got a word for you. And I said, uh, you're kind enough to try to reach out to me. I said, I want to talk to you, but I don't want to do it here. And I don't want to try to. Uh, say anything to put you on the spot, but I talked to him after work and I said, uh, I said, are you gay, Toby? He said, what? <laughs> and I said, uh, he said, well, I don't know how, I don't really like to put it. I said, if you're sleeping with men, I'm going to tell you the church is lying to you if you think you're saved. I said, I'm not trying to put you down. I said, you come to talk to me. I want to give you a word. It's repent. God wants to save you. God wants to help you. God cares about you. But you can't live. If your preacher told you you can be the same, act the same, talk the same, look the same, God's going to change you. I tell you, when God got a hold of me, he changed me. He didn't get me out of that lifestyle. I'm not saying that. But I'm telling you, he changed me completely. Somebody say all things. And, and, and I'll tell you, the churches today, that, oh, you know what? That not, Nothing changes anymore. People still looking like the world, talking like the world, acting like the world, with the world's habits, with the world's sins. Like I said earlier, read it in Romans, the 12th chapter. It's really the scripture that got a hold of me and said, quit playing church and get dedicated to God. Be not conformed to this world. Romans 12, 1, it says, 
I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies. Did you hear that? It's not just some idea about somewhere down deep in my heart. He said, I I want every bit of you. Present your body a living sacrifice. That's every part of me. Amen. I know this may sound radical to some, but I don't think so. Not here. But I told God, you know what? If you want me to tie my shoelaces different, I'll do it for you. You don't have to beat me over the head and give me 12 scriptures. I just want to glorify you. Old things pass away. He said, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body as a living sacrifice. That means I give it all to God. That means I didn't hold anything back. I'm not talking about some legalistic idea of just, I'm talking about a loving relationship where you say, God, every part of me is now under your lordship. It's, I'm, I'm not my own. I'm bought with a price. So I want to glorify God in my body and in my spirit. But he said, present your body living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. Wow. There's a, an idea. You can turn to it in Romans 12, but keep your finger there in Second Corinthians 5 if you have to read it there. But he said, he said, to, to pr- he said, present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Just reasonable. To give him everything. And to give him everything is acceptable. I don't want to just challenge somebody too much here, but you know, with this idea, you know what, God, I've thought about it for a lot of years. I accept you. Who do we think we are? I humble myself before almighty God. Will you please accept me? Lord, I don't deserve heaven. I don't deserve glory. I don't deserve the blood that was shed for me. Will you please accept me? I give you my all. Oh God, I accept you now, but Hey, don't come too close. Don't take too much. My life is still mine to do my decisions. This is who I am. No, I'm not. I'm not my own anymore. The Bible talks about the servant of that is finished his course in the Old Testament. He be he's able to say, hey, I I don't want to go. I I don't want to go. I want to be bound to you in love and serve my master for the rest of my life. That's who we are. We're servant of God out of love. So old things pass away. And all things become new. So much better. Yeah. I'm going to tell you something. If you think something old is better than what God has given you, you you've, you've missed it. Amen. God's got something so much more. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. You know, some of us were, were, were so uh, depressed and so empty and so sad. And, so, and when God fills you, it just changes everything. Amen. Yeah. I couldn't look at Dave and think he was some depressed, suicidal person. Come on, I, I hear it all the time. Looking him up there, worship and excited and, and full of life. You know what that is? Old things passed away, and behold, all things became new. Amen. When you stop, you start get out of that and come out of that old life. Amen. It's like somebody's not going to look and say, oh, that, that, there's a drug, drug addict. No, no, no. They're going to say, wait a minute, there's a Christian. Hey, that's what, let me tell you what God did for me. Yeah. Amen. God changes you so completely. Yeah. Ooh, hallelujah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. All things become new. Behold, look at it. We sing that song, look what the Lord has done. Amen. When he changes your heart, he changes your mind, he changes your life. 
starts changing things everywhere. I, I don't want, when I start living for God, I don't want to look like I once did. I don't want to act like I once did. I don't want to be related to that. Amen. We were talking about worship earlier. I don't relate to the music I used to listen to. I don't want God to try to doctor it up. See, I still like that stuff to just talk about drugs and, and sex and, and, and parties and all. Just, it just really, I don't know. Can I get a little bit of that in the, I, I, no, God take that out of me. It cleanses you. I relate more to the kingdom of God. I don't really. Now, listen, I know we got this idea about, oh, I don't want to be some stuffy religious. Now, we're not talking about that. That has nothing to do with living for God. That's some stuffy traditional. Wait a minute. We're talking about Bible and church. We're talking about exciting. That's 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 false. People think, well, I got to be one or the other. Are you kidding me? You'd be full of life. You can be full of life. You can be full of, of the best of God. When he starts changing you and you start gravitating towards this abundant life. Yes. Hallelujah. He's a new creature. Yeah. All things are of God who hath reconciled us. Yes. I didn't think about it, but this is uh, when he said it. And I kind of followed up with that idea about being a friend, but that's what reconciliation is. Yeah. You had a falling out. You had a, a problem, reconciliation, it says, hey, let's get this back together again. Let's forgive, yeah. and let's work together, and let's move forward better. Right. And that's what salvation is. Jesus reconciled us yeah. to himself. Yeah. God reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and hath given, now listen to this, and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. Yeah. We're getting somewhere. I'm not in a hurry to wit or to know that God was in Christ. It, it, the divinity dwelled in the humanity. Right. Say, where, where's God dwelling right in Jesus? Yeah. Humanity, flesh that can die on a cross, but housed God in that body. Right. To wit, God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and now listen to this. So he does this great work of reconciliation. But that's not the end of the story. Right. Hath committed and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. So now he's given to us. It says here in a little bit, we're going to get to it. We've got this ministry of reconciliation. It says in one, in one place, what does that mean? The word of reconciliation. Well, God's given us a work to do. He's given us the ministry to bring people to Jesus. Again, let me say it. Modern church has this idea. Just be satisfied. Get in church and, and be saved. Uh, make a decision for Jesus. And now you don't have to do anything. You have uh, no, no, uh, no aspirations, no place in the kingdom of God. Just to, you're going to get to heaven one day. And you talk to a lot of people about that. I have no idea, you know, what that's even all about. You know, just I guess we're going to float around in clouds and play harps, I guess. Doesn't sound too exciting, I guess. Don't think about it. But that's not what it's about. But now we've been brought into something. We've been brought into the work of God to reconcile people back to God. Peacemakers. People that are out of fellowship with God. People that you say, well, he loves everybody. That's what Sister Daphne was talking about a little bit there. He wants fellowship with everybody. He wants 
save people from their sins. So look what it says. Here's something important to know about our salvation. He saves us. Old things pass away. Behold, all things become new. Why is it so important? Why even talk about this? Well, one thing, it's exciting because when you get a real revelation of how sinful your past was, you don't want to relate to that. You don't want to be connected with it. You don't want to look like it. You don't want anybody to think that's still you. Amen. Listen, here it is. A lot of people think, well, that's how I'm going to win souls. The Bible says we are ambassadors. That's so much better. Ambassadors, praise God, representatives for Christ. As though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in God's stead, be reconciled to God. For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. He, he, what a great deal. We got the better end of that deal. He got became sin for us that we could be the righteousness of God, his righteousness in us. Now we are ambassadors. We're representatives of heaven. We're representatives of Jesus. Listen, if you came to church tonight, you're, you're not just playing around to come out and say, you know what? It's not just a bare minimum. See, it's what a lot of folks have nowadays, a bare minimum. What do I, what do I got to do to be saved and make sure I get in heaven? I, I had somebody say that to me one time years ago. I was working a job and I started talking to them kind of maybe a little bit like Chris's testimony and somebody, he said, you know what? It says here, uh, uh I forget the scripture used. I think I know it was in Romans 10. I believe it was where it says key that calleth on the name of the Lord. He said, that's the bare minimum. I don't know. I mean, you do realize God's listening to this. Is that, is that what you want him to hear you say? I'm interested in the bare minimum, but don't, I'm not interested. I just said, come on. Right. Had another guy one time was talking to him about worship and, you know, church being exciting and alive and, and said, you know, this is, this isn't just a style of a denomination. This is, you know, the Bible talks about clapping your hands under the Lord, shouting unto the Lord with a voice of triumph and dancing in the spirit, leaping for joy. All these things are in the Bible. So I don't think we have, it's commanded that you have to do it. Is that what you want? You have to have everything be a commandment, you know? Again, we have this idea, give me the bare minimum. I want my will, my way, what I like, God, and and then get me to heaven when it's all done. Are you hearing this? I mean, I know I'm being bold. I know I'm just saying it, but I think that's what we need, right? That's what preaching's all about. You know, this idea that, you know, you, you're not interested in that bare minimum. You, you want more. You, you want to dig in. You want to, uh, you're, you're here on a Wednesday night. You're probably tired and worked all day. But listen to me. The, the idea uh, of this modern way that says, God, uh, we've got people in churches all their lives just, just living their lives for them. Never really a transformation. You know, I don't know, uh, you know, I guess I, I do some of you, you know, kind of know what kind of jobs you work and all. But, you know, if you're, you work a position and, and you represent another company, you know, you, you, you might be frustrated one day. You might not feel like at the top of your game another day, but you've got to be very careful with 
with how you represent somebody else's name. An ambassador is not just maybe for a company, but for a nation. This is serious business. The Lord's not just saying, hey, I'm going to save you so you don't go to hell. You know, I'll get back to you. Just go ahead and have some fun and I'll be back to you. You just live your life. No, I've, I've, I saved you now. Hey, listen to me. I've got to work for you. I've, you are, aren't just on your own now. People are looking at you and judging me by you. People think Christians are like this if you tell people you're a Christian. And you better be telling folks about me. I mean, I gave my blood for you. So you ought to stand. You know what? People are going to say, hey, that's a Christian. The way you talk, the way you conduct your business, the way how honest you are. Praise the Lord. An ambassador. It matters how you conduct yourself. I, I don't want to carry the name of Jesus. He that nameth the name of Christ, the Bible says, should depart from iniquity. You say, well, this is just who I am. We all have personalities. Right. We all have different gifts and everything. But I'm not here to represent me. Yeah. I'm not here for you to look at me and say, I know what he's about, what he likes. I'm here to say to represent Jesus, yeah. what he's like. Yeah. Amen. I know what it's like, you know, kind of trying to find yourself, your identity, and put yourself out there as a young person and, and, and let people know either you're creative or you're some kind of brainiac or you're this or that, you know, and, and make a name for yourself. That's where people get in trouble. You remember right in Genesis, they said, you know what, we're going to build this tower. And a lot of people said, well, you know, they were trying to get to heaven by their own works. Now, it wasn't really about that. It was about they want to make a name for themselves. We want everybody to look and say, look what we've done. And God said, I want people to look at you and say, look what I've done. Because I can do better than you. Amen. Amen. Years ago, I I don't know. I'm not super familiar with his politics, so don't throw rotten eggs. But, um, you know, JFK is known at least for one good good quote. John F. Kennedy said, ask not what your country can do for you but what you can do for your country. I guess he's probably a Democrat from what I heard, but they don't say that anymore. (laughs) It's not about that. It's about getting everything you can. But that idea of, of taking responsibility in the kingdom of God, every step in your home, in the world, in the church, when people around, it's just, Lord, I, I represent you. I don't want to, I don't want to be recognized. You know, in, hallelujah, help us, Lord. Let's turn to 1 Corinthians 6. 1 Corinthians 6. I want to represent him, who he is. I'm not trying to express myself, and, and I'm trying to express how good God is. I want people to see his power in me. I want him to be glorified. Isn't that an amazing place to be in life that God has saved you and that you can give him honor and glory through your lifestyle? See, when God puts that in me, a lot of people, and and I think this is what we're going to get that. Well, we're going to get to it right now. This is the scripture. Look what it says in first Corinthians six, verse nine. It starts off with things that are just really black and white. This is just sin. Bible just puts a name on it and says this is. This is going to keep you out of heaven. 
Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? You, now, understand something. Let's be very clear. This isn't Paul talking to the church about everybody out there. He's saying, yeah, you know, you all know that this is, this is talking about people practicing sin in the church. So the unrighteous, are, it doesn't matter how long you've been in church. Fornicators, that's sex outside a marital covenant. Idolaters, you know, you put everything, in, anything in front of God and make it more important than God. It's, it's idolatry. Adulterers, that means, well, you know what that means. That's cheating on a husband or wife or sleeping with somebody who is married. That's, nor effeminate. There's your homosexuals. Abusers, well, really, abusers of themselves of mankind is, uh, is homosexuals. Effeminate is just somebody who looks like they've missed a good chance somewhere along the line. Thieves, obviously. Covetous, drunkards, revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. You, you just, this is, doesn't belong in church. It doesn't belong in our lives. Amen. Praise God. Such were some of you. That's the exciting part. We're not a bunch of judgmental jerks talking about how bad sinners are. Such were some of you. That's why we can have the right attitude. We, we tell folks, hey, th- this isn't the best for you. Right. Such were some of you, but ye are washed. Aren't you glad? Amen. Ye are sanctified. You're justified in the name of the Lord Jesus by the Spirit of our God. Right. Now, this next verse says that all things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient. Right. To me, this kind of takes it down a little bit farther in a very practical way. So I know as a Christian, there's just some things that I need to make sure are not part of my life. That's an old life. That's a, that's the life of, of, of someone before Jesus. But now we have this idea. Again, you're not going to hear this too often preached by a lot of your mega churches. Everything that's lawful for me, just because you can doesn't mean you should. That's just an easy way. That's the MIV version. The Melvin International. The uh, everything, just because you can doesn't mean you should. A lot of folks, they want to get really argumentative with preachers saying, you know what, that's just not smart. It's not best. It doesn't give God glory. Say, well, I have every right. Yeah, about that. We just surrender our rights to God and let him be God in our lives. The church of Laodicea is uh, a church that was lukewarm. The very name Laodicea means the people's rights. We have a right to have it our way. You never have the fire of God until you fall in love with Jesus to a point where it does matter. Can you imagine a, a, a relationship with with, with uh, my wife and, and just be say, what is the bare minimum? I mean, really, what can I get away with until, you know, tell me just how far I could go and, and until you're just going to walk out the door? Because I don't want to go that far. You know, what's going to... Uh, we ought to be able to say, what are, are you happy today? Is there anything I can make... I can do to, 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 to make you happy? Is there anything that I can do to love and to serve? Amen. I don't know. Maybe I go a little bit too far, but you can don't even ask her. But I, I ask her pretty, pretty much on the regular. How are you doing? 
You happy? You doing okay? Amen. Because I care. It matters to me. Praise the Lord. I, I want to have that kind of relationship with the Lord. I feel like it's a, it's, it's a, it's a, oh. I, I feel like it's something that should be a no-brainer. I feel like it's something that if you put it in the right light, but church folks say, oh, I don't want to be fanatical. I want to be in love. The idea of saying, God, you remember the story, we tell it every now and then, you know, David was in the middle of a battle and he had his mighty men around him and he said, you know what, I just, I miss the well of Bethlehem. If I could get a drink from that well right now, I'm thirsty, but just the well, the water from that well just seems so clear and so fresh, it just, and three of his men just break through, risk their lives, press on through, fight all the enemy to get a cup of water out of that well and bring it back to David. David's, David was overwhelmed. He said, I, I, I feel like I'm drinking you guys' blood. I, he poured it out gave it to God. You know, that's the kind of heart we have for God. It's like, God, you don't have to beat me over the head and tell me, Thou shalt not or else you'll go to hell. But just is there a way I can do something better for you? Is there something I can do to, to honor you in a greater way? To put you first? I know, I guess... Folks have kind of got around Pharisees and, and people that just have made it all about rules and regulations so strictly and made it to where nobody feels like they're saved. But I, I love when people come around and say, I hear you don't do this and you believe in this and all that. And you're just so legal. No, no. Let me tell you about legalism. I don't live my life because I feel like I have to earn God's love. I live my life just saying, God, I want to give you my very best. I want this to be passionately from the heart that I'm not looking for something that is back here. Just, But I, I've seen that kind of life that is lukewarm. And God says, I spew it out of my mouth. All things are lawful to me, but not all things are expedient. I don't have to do. Well, I, I feel like in lives that I've seen so many people just caught up in... in, in uh, I've seen a lot of folks start off and not make it. I've seen a lot of folks begin good, but never really get any traction and really get the bless, get in a place where God's just moving and blessing their lives because they never just make a clean break from the old life. They come from a life of sin and sin leads to dark depression and they're there. They don't take care of themselves. They don't care, take care of anything around them. That's just their life is just just crumbling all around them. And they never just break out of that and just say, you know what? Now I'm blessed. I'm saved. I'm different. Amen. God will God will change the soundtrack of your life. Amen. He'll give you uh, uh, songs of worship and praise. Amen. He'll give you friends that'll that'll build you up and strengthen you. You need to get around that. Amen. You'll you'll find people. Uh, let me tell you this. You'll find people start taking better care of themselves, taking better care of their surroundings because now they feel alive. They're, they're coming out of that darkness, coming out of those old depressing uh, routines of of just. Just being so lost. 
I know it's, I know we've got a lot of challenges against us and a lot of uh, battles against us, but I'm telling you what, when God makes a change, you'll see things that, that you might not have ever even connected with your old life, just all of a sudden breaking and, and, and moving away from it and start, start changing and, and, and getting excited. It's things to get excited about. I know people say, well, you know, God, the Bible says God, man looks at the outward appearance. God looks at the heart. Well, you're right. It does say that has nothing to do with what we're talking about. Because what it was talking about was Saul and everybody thought he was a leader because of what he looked like. Amen. And God said he looks like a leader, but he's not a leader in his heart. So he's disqualified. Amen. God looks at the heart. Man looks at the outward appearance. Can I tell you something? God knows your heart. Man needs to see God. Amen. And they're going to see you from the outside. So it's not that it doesn't matter. In fact, we've read it many times. Matthew 23, 26, Jesus is rebuking the Pharisees and he's kind of saying the same thing. You guys look good on the outside, but the inside's all messed up. He said, thou blind Pharisees, cleanse first that which was within the cup and platter. Listen, that the outside of them may be clean also. All things. All things. God disconnects the heart. Can I tell you, if it's not in your heart, it's not going to be on the outside. People say, oh, I'm sorry, it slipped. You know where it slipped from? Your heart. Amen. It wouldn't be coming out of you, out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh. So clean up the heart and the words will change. Clean up the heart and you won't want to listen or watch the things of filth and nastiness. Amen. You're going to separate yourself from those things. You're not going to want to be around the things. You're going to feel so uncomfortable because you love Jesus. You want to give glory to him. You want to give honor to him. You want to give respect to him. He dwells in your temple now. You're not your own. I know this is very sensitive. I've used this before and and I'm careful with it. I know. But I was thinking about Titus again today. Titus has a pretty amazing testimony. He was he had a Greek father. He wasn't Jewish uh, in his upbringing. So. Paul is a, an apostle to the Gentiles, okay? God's using him in all these cities that are not Jewish. So he's starting churches. But you know what? Paul was constantly being hounded and followed by uh, Jewish religious folks that were trying to Say, well, go ahead and love Jesus, but still keep the law, still keep the Old Testament. And Paul wrote a lot of pretty harsh things about how it has nothing. That's that's all fulfilled in Jesus. Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount, I come not to destroy the law, but to fulfill it. So when you have Jesus, you have these things. 
So he talked about how this covenant, one of the biggest things that they had to prove that you're part of the covenant is that when they would perform the ritual of circumcision. And they would even identify themselves. They would call them the circumcised and, instead of the Jews. In fact, remember David went against Goliath and said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? You know, it, it sounds awkward, I know, but it's, it was the covenant of the old, the, the, the token of the old covenant. Yeah. And now you'll see in the book of Colossians, uh, we have baptism. It says circumcised by the circumcision not made with hands. It's not about that uh, outward uh, operation of the flesh. It's what God does in the hearts. So it, and so Paul writes over and over and over about how it's not about that. That doesn't bring righteousness. That doesn't bring, bring holiness. That's not about your salvation at all. Come on, that's wrong. And he really lays into them sometimes pretty tough. But you know what? Titus, a grown man who was raised a Greek. Paul says, you know what? This isn't for your salvation, but, but these guys are just going to, they don't think you have any, anything to do with God unless you're circumcised. And, and, and they're wrong. But we want to try to do our best to try to win these folks and be a good witness to them. He said, so would you please just go ahead and do this? And Titus did. What? That's, that's, that's great. What it, it was just a, a man that says, if this is better for my ministry, then I'll yeah. do it. Right. If this gives me a better witness to people, I'll do that. All right. that that's quite, quite a price to pay. Yes, sir. To be able to say, you know what? It's not about me being saved or lost. It's not about right. who, who gives you the right to. It's about if this is going to help me. Open doors in ministry. If this is going to help me be a be a uh, uh, to to be a uh, a witness more and 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 maybe win one soul, I'm willing to just do something like that for God. Look what it says in Romans the twelfth chapter. See, we have this idea that we're just going to do as little as possible. I I want to get as far away from my old life as I can. I want people to see how amazing God is, how his transforming power is so awesome. I want God to see that that old things have passed away and all things have become new. Romans 12, 9 says, let love be without dissimulation. We're not with, without hypocrisy, without favoritism. Abhor that which is evil, cleave to that which is good. That's just so simple. It's so good. Be kindly affection one to another with brotherly love in honor, preferring one another, not slothful in business. A child of God is, is, isn't lazy, is hardworking. It just puts his heart in everything he does. Amen. No matter if you're at home and, uh, or, or you have a job or whatever you do, not slothful, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer, distributing to the necessity of the saints, of saints, given to hospitality. This is really the, the heart of what we're talking about, being an ambassador. Uh, hospitality just means to be welcoming. To be warm, to be friendly. But Chris said something to me one of the first times we ever got together. He, I don't know if he realized what a, a compliment it was or if he knew how important it was to me. But we were just chatting about this and that. 
And, uh, and he said, brother, you're just so approachable. And I thought, that's a good goal for people. To be given to hospitality means I want to be approachable. I want people to, to feel that welcoming of Jesus in my life. I want people to be able to come into my home and feel it. I want people to get be on my job to be able to feel it in my attitude. Amen. Now I know maybe you just you 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 get in a zone and you've got to do what you got to do. I get that, but but there ought to be maybe maybe it's just on your lunch breaks it has to be. But I want people. I want that hospitality, that welcoming, inviting warmth. It's more than just a picture on the wall. Amen. Make sure you look at that picture on the wall out in the foyer though. Amen. But it's, it's Jesus giving us that ministry of reconciliation. Something to think about. Something to think about is, is, am I inviting to those that need Jesus? One of the first things that I've looked at in my own life is saying, I, I want to I want to be a people around me. If I'm going to tell them about how good God is, I want to be able to look at my life and say, you've got something I want. That's good fruit. I want them to be able to see the blessings of God in my life. I want to, I want God to be able, that's what God will do. God will start putting your life together in such a way that people see it. And that's why we're city set on a hill. God says, I'll show you off. Isn't that neat? I want to show you off. I want people to, to see your light for miles. They, they might not even talk to you yet, but they can say, hey, there's something over there. I, we, I, I feel it pulling me in. Amen. Something inviting. Something that, that, that is, somebody's, they got more than what I have. So often, we are so connected with an old lifestyle, so connected with our, our, our old past, our, uh, the bondage of even the sinfulness, and, and people don't know any different. People can't see the change. I want to be given to that hospitality. The Spirit of God can work through me. Colossians, the third chapter, verse 23. I'm just afraid there's a lot of folks that have never really been seen that understanding of, of what happens when we die at an altar and be reborn. God just brings out life all through us, all around us, in ways that we never expected. That people can see Jesus in us. And whatsoever, Colossians 3.23, and whatsoever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord. I love this. You know I do. Whatever you do, do it heartily with all your heart. Whatever you do, not halfway, because you're doing it under the Lord. That idea of being a living sacrifice That means when I walk out this door, I'm still doing it for Jesus. That means when I'm living my life, when I'm with my family, I want to do that for Jesus. When I'm on my job, I want to do it for Jesus. I want God to be seen in me. Whatsoever you do, do it heartily as unto the Lord and not unto men, knowing that of the Lord you shall receive the reward of your inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. Wow. God's given you life. God's given you eternal life. Hallelujah. This this world so full of confusion, so full of 
just just even even the the foolishness of the debate of gender and uh, now it's just fluid where we we see in the Bible God made male and female we're excited about that we believe in that amen we we're we're thankful for who what God made us and and we 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 just are rejoicing in the very basic nature of what God's put in our lives. Amen. And every step of the way, just thankful. Thankful for God. Put your heart into living for God. Let God shine through you. Don't try to gravitate towards a bare minimum idea. This idea that says, uh, uh, this is not a, a message about whether you're saved or lost or what you have to do in order to stay out of hell. That's, that's so far from the way I think about things, so far about the way this Bible is talked about. It's, it's about now you're the Lord. Just live for him with, with, with just passion, with abandon. Love the Lord with all your heart, your soul, your mind, your strength in every area of your life. Just make sure it's dedicated unto God. And let God have control over that. Let God work in every part of your home, your, your, your family, your, your mind, your spirit, your job. Just let God have full control. Oh, he's going to do great things. Let's bow our heads in prayer, please. Oh, hallelujah. We've been talking about discipleship in these Wednesday night Bible studies. We've been talking about how discipleship is, it's, it's all of our jobs. It's something we work on together to help people grow in their walk with God, their friendship with God. And a lot of what we talked about last week was about being an example. A lot of what we taught was about living a life. Shining that light of a good example in front of everybody. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. You ought to be able to live a life that... If you have children, you'd want them to follow your footsteps. You ought to live a life that others can see that light and say, I want what you've got. I want what I see in you because you're an ambassador. You know, some days as an ambassador, things rub you the wrong way. Things get under your skin. The devil fights you hard, but you know what? You're still an ambassador. You deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow Jesus. Today I'm going to tell you there's a lot of my life that I live. Not because I have to, because I want to. Not because I feel some fear that maybe I'll be lost if I don't. But oh, how much more can I give to God? And because he just keeps blessing. He keeps blessing. Some things in my life I just... I look at it and I say, okay, God, I, I want them to see you. 
And I think about the people around me. I think about the people that I come in contact with. They see me in the store and at a job or somewhere I might be. I want them to see a Christian. I want them to see a follower of Jesus. I want them to see something different in me that they're seeing everywhere else. I want them to recognize that chains have been broken. We're not citizens of this world anymore. We're citizens of, a, of the kingdom of God. We're not of this world. The Bible says we're aliens, we're strangers, pilgrims, just wanderers in this world. We don't belong to it anymore. We've got a new life. When God first dealt with my heart, this scripture came to my came into my heart so strong when I knelt down by my bed and prayed. I thought I'd been living for God. I thought I was a dedicated Christian for years, but God started stirring me and saying some things need to change. And I, I didn't understand it at first. And he laid this verse on my heart that old things pass away. Behold, all things become new. And I said, God, that night, I said, God, I surrender my life to you this day. I, I, I want to be that animal laid on the altar. I want to be that living sacrifice. Old things have to pass away, God. You show me, God, and today I lay it down. Today I lay it down, Lord. I don't want I want old things to be gone. If there's something in my life that's not pleasing to you, something in my life that it is not your will, God, I want it to pass away. And Lord, I want all things to be new. You know, Sister Daphne gave testimony. I just feel to share mine. I I shared it here recently with someone. There, there was a time that years later I was dating my wife, and there were some things in living for God that she had really, really seen and was really, really just dedicating her life to God. But there were some things she just did not see, some things she just could not grasp and get a hold of that I felt were very vital that we need to have agreement on. And I got to a point where I said, God, I don't know how I can do it without her. But Lord, if if it comes down to it, I'll give you her and I want to follow you. And I felt like Abraham just laying Isaac on the altar. His child, his, his dream that he had waited for for so long. and But he gave, gave Isaac to God and laid him on the altar. And I, I said, God, I, I'll lose... I'll lose this woman I love and want to marry before I lose you. I will not compromise for you, God. I think it was within 30 minutes she called me where I was at work and said, I seen, I was in the Bible. She didn't know I prayed that. She didn't know I had that talk with God. But she said, I was reading the Word of God and God spoke to me and God dealt with me. It was exactly what I'd been praying about. She said, I see it. I know what it is. I know what God is saying. I know what the Word of God says. I believe this. It's mine now. God may do that in your life. God may give you something better. But you've got to be willing to just take it all and give it to God. God, I'll give you my dreams. I'll give you my plans. I'll give you my all, Lord. But I want to live for you. to give you my best. 
See, to be a living sacrifice, I know Jesus is my sacrifice. But now my life becomes a living sacrifice. I don't give him second best. I don't give him my leftovers. I give him my best. I give him my all. Because he is worthy of more than I can ever give. He's he's my savior. He's my father. He's my God. Why would you why would you play games with your soul? Why would you why would you allow anything to come before God when he's done so much for you? Old things pass away. Behold, all things become new. So what would your man give in exchange for his soul? Is your soul valuable? Is your soul worth eternity? Eternity to be with him. Oh, just to know that he loves me so much, that he loves you so much. That He wants you to be in heaven with Him. He wants you to spend eternity with Him. Why wouldn't you give Him your best? Why don't you just give Him your all? Don't hold back. Don't say, this is mine. This is who I am. This is what I want. This is what I like. This is how... No, just say, God, what do you want? What do you like? And let Him, one step at a time, just begin to sanctify your life. Come on, let's find a place to talk to God. Let's take some time at this altar and pray. Oh, Lord, take away the old things. Take away the old things. Come on, I believe somebody here tonight needs to just rededicate. Rededicate their lives. Just surrender all right now. You say, I know I'm living for God. I believe you are. I know I mean business with God. I believe you are. But can you just give, go ahead and say, God, one more time, Lord, I just lay it all down. I just lay it all down. I want your will to be done. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, God, in Jesus' name. Come on. In the name of Jesus, daily walking close to thee. Oh, yes, I surrender all. Oh, God, give us an attitude of an ambassador. Give us the heart of an ambassador. Hallelujah. All things become new. Lord, make all things new.
begin to change us and mold us and shape us on the potter's wheel for his glory. Let it be, dear Lord. step at a time. He's so good. And every step, it's always better. It's always better. 2 Corinthians 7, 1 says, Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. That's for the church. Perfecting holiness. Just keep growing in grace. Perfecting holiness. Cleansing ourselves from all the filthiness. Hallelujah. Of the flesh and spirit. God. Hallelujah. Has great things for His children. Old things pass away. All things become new. Behold. The devil's got to make a clean break. Praise God, because there's no place for him in this new life anymore. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. God, you're so good. I'm asking you now, Lord, God, to continue to speak to us, cleanse us, perfect us. Lord, work in us more and more for your glory. Hallelujah. Guide us. Lord God, guide us into your holiness. We love you so much. We love you so much. Let's all stand. God, thank you again, Lord, for the worship, the great testimonies, your word. Lord, I ask you please to go with us. Lord, keep your hand upon us. Lord, help us to never, never forget that we are your ambassadors. Lord, called unto a ministry of reconciliation. Shine your light through us. Keep us safe as we travel. Keep us protected and in good health. We love you so much, Lord. We ask it all in your great name, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen, amen. God bless you, church. God bless you. I'm praying for you.